We have a great episode for you today with a very good speaker. Um, his name is Stephen Jarvis, and uh, we are interviewing him about a, a few different things, but he is the owner of Retirement Tax Services. Uh, he is a CPA and really knows what he's talking about when it comes to taxes, but not just filing your taxes, uh, really more around overall tax planning and planning for the future when it comes to taxes. So we hit a couple of different topics here, but um, I think you're going to find it very valuable and, uh, and really enjoy the show. Yeah, our job, we feel, and our goal with this podcast, and even when we work with our clients or those that are even just uh, looking at us and, and, or, or listening to the podcast is that we want to do everything we can to help people deal with the topics that they're the most concerned about and taxes are it. So actually, we want to tell you about uh, Stephen's podcast. It's called Retirement Tax Podcast. And he shares a lot of things for the consumer around taxes. But after you listen to the interview here, then you might want to check out the Retirement Tax Podcast. And uh, we're going to have all that information on the website. So you can go to the website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the podcast page and you'll be able to see all the podcasts. But I want to tell you on this very topic as well, we have a blog written on it. And so you can go to our blog page and you'll find our blog written around this idea of tax planning. So check that out as well. Uh, and if you ever like to talk to Merce and I, just all you have to do is right there on the website, you can click on complimentary uh, phone conversation and you can schedule a 15 minute call. Absolutely no cost, no obligation. And our calendar comes right up on the screen. So make sure you do that. But before we get into this episode, we have to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Monday podcast. Uh, our goal each and every Monday is that we look to bring an expert, somebody who can add value. Merce and I talk to them and not only do we learn, but we hope that you are able to get benefit as well. And I will tell you one of the things that Merce and I are always dealing with uh, when it comes to somebody getting ready for or living throughout retirement is this idea of how to deal with taxes. And I will say in the last year or two, it has become a bigger and bigger and bigger topic. And I can only imagine it will become more and more of a concern as we see what's going on with the economy and dealing with all kinds of things. So today we have brought uh, to you a, a, an expert, a CPA, somebody who understands in particularly tax planning around retirement. And his name is Stephen Jarvis. So Stephen, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us and sharing what you know about taxes with all of our listeners. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I, I've been a nerd my whole life, but as I've gotten more into podcasting, it certainly comes to the forefront when people see just how excited I get to talk about taxes. And really the excitement for me is that it's something we can talk about 
and help people actually do something about, I'm not gonna get lost in the tax code. I don't have a tax guide in front of me. I'm gonna to read to your audience from. I like talking about how do we make a difference here? Fantastic. Well, let's just kind of, I guess, get the, the, this started. And I, I think for, for the listener, you know, we've got different options out there that a person can do. You can do it yourself. And by the way, this is probably in financial advisory as well. Uh, all these things still apply, but let's just talk about taxes. You can do it yourself. Uh, there's some really good softwares out there that can help you file a tax return, I'm sure. Uh, we know about some of those. Everybody probably knows those. You've then got some what we call just really like, um, I don't know, I've seen them in like Walmart and I've seen them in other places where you can go up and you know do something like an H&R block where you walk up, you bring your stuff, they'll just do the thing for you. So you don't have to do the software. Then you've got this thing, I'm an accountant, then you got a CPA. Can you kind of like just help all of us understand like what's your perception of the differences within the tax world and what a person needs to know about those things? Yeah, they're like like so many things, there, there are a lot of options available. Uh, and, you know, there's really in all those different options you talked about, there's good options there. It just depends on your situation. Uh, like you mentioned, I, I'm a CPA. I'm pretty heavily involved in this. So, of course, I am uh, a little bit biased to to the, the full kind of the full service tax planning that can come along with tax preparation. But for people who are really interested in their own taxes or, or have a, a simpler tax situation, there are great softwares out there, whether it's, it's TurboTax or H&R Block. There's a lot of DIY softwares uh, that, that can, can do a great job. Um, and really, regardless of whether you're doing your taxes yourself or you're using uh, an accountant or CPA, one of these shops that you see in Walmart, uh, I, I want to throw out right now that people can get kind of lost in this trap where they, they feel that since it went through a nice looking software, it must be right. Th those softwares are really powerful, but they will allow you to do all sorts of things wrong. And so especially as we get beyond, hey, I just have a W-2 or I just have a W-2 and 11099, if we get into a little bit more complexity or we're committed to forward-looking tax planning, just using the software isn't enough. That's no guarantee you're getting it all right. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Stephen, because I, I, I think I had a conversation um, maybe it was a couple months ago with, with someone who used one of those softwares and he's been using that software for years and years and just doing it on his own. And maybe there was a, a slight tweak in his situation and, but the, the, the return still came out, it still got filed. But then of course, you know, six months, eight months later, whatever it is, he gets this letter in the mail from the IRS and nobody ever wants to get that letter in the mail from the IRS, even as simple as they can be basically said that he forgot to do this. And then he says, well, the software didn't tell me to do this. Right. But ultimately, it's the individual's responsibility. So I agree. It's, a, it's about how much you want to do my. So my father is he owns a construction company, but he's also an engineer by background. So he loves he, he sees the tax tax code really as a game. And so he, he, he loves doing that himself. But he does go and get it all reviewed because it is a business and all that by a CPA himself. And, you know, um, so it's to each his own. I don't like doing my own taxes and I live in the financial world. Um, so uh, I agree, but so there, there's, there's filing the tax return and then, and then there's tax strategy. You know, there's things that we need to be thinking about. Maybe the, for the younger person, the tax strategy is kind of picking a concept as far as, you know, how you want to grow, start growing your money. 
But then, you know, what we deal with, what we see all the time and what you work with all the time is, you know, as we get, when we hit certain points, certain benchmarks, all of a sudden we can start doing some different things. So can you explain, like, talk to us about, there's, there's the tax return, but also talk to us a little bit about the importance and things that we start seeing when we're talking about retirement tax strategies. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to answer your question. I might get a little sidetracked here. So you just bring me back around if, if I don't quite get it all the way there. Because the first thought that comes to mind for me is that for a lot of taxpayers, uh, I mean, they don't, uh, most people don't really think about taxes having different aspects like you're talking about, that there's tax preparation and tax planning, and those are different things. Because for a lot of people, taxes feel like this this really mysterious black box that we have no control over, that you earn money throughout the year, uh, the IRS takes their portion and we all move on. Uh, and so for a lot of people really don't even get this sense that there's something they can do about their taxes or that there's proactive choices they can make. And so a lot of times we talk about taxes, most taxpayers are just hearing that as, yep, that's that thing I file every year, like let's, let's just move on, it's painful, I don't wanna talk about it. But what I like to spend my time doing is helping to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and make taxes just a little bit less mysterious because there are so many things we can be doing that we can proactively be doing that will allow us, the, the way I like to refer to it is not leave the IRS a tip. Uh, I am all for tax compliance. Like you need to pay every dollar you owe, but there's no patriotic awards for leaving a tip. Right. And there, there are lots of ways that we inadvertently leave tips. And let, we'll tie this back to the, the software not always getting it 100% right. Uh, I was recently reviewing a tax return for 2020 where the taxpayer took the standard deduction, which 90% of taxpayers take the standard deduction. So that's most of us. Uh, and when you take the standard deduction, you aren't getting a tax benefit for your charitable contributions because you're, you haven't gotten above that, that dollar amount. But in 2020... And now again in 2021, Congress has said, oh, wait, let's give you an extra little chance, even if you take the standard deduction. In 2020, you could deduct up to $300 in, in cash charitable contributions if you were married filing jointly. Uh, and for 2021, it's actually $600. So these are small numbers, but I was reviewing a tax return recently, and this was just, it was, it was zero, it was left out. And in some of the schedules, I could see that the taxpayer had made charitable contributions, but the software didn't automatically do it. And the person preparing it wasn't looking for those kinds of things because they just wanted to check the boxes and move on. So that's the, the more compliance, the tax preparation side of it. The tax planning, which unfortunately most tax preparers are not doing anything around is saying, okay, if we look a year ahead, if we look five years, 10 years ahead, and we look at how much we're gonna owe the IRS in that period, what are some of the decisions we can make to start kind of sanding off the rough edges on that tax bill. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah. So could you give us some examples? I know that, you know, in talking with you and, and kind of thinking things through, like, could you kind of lay out for us kind of what that would look like in a, in a, 
in a practice like yours, and, and you're thinking about this idea of tax planning, could you kind of like maybe, and then this might trigger us to be able to, you know, go a little deeper, but could you kind of lay out for us what that would look like? Like a, you know, it's hard for, I think my brain, if until I saw yours, <laughs> saw your planning process, like what does that even look like to do tax planning? I, Cause I feel like, you know, what I thought was so nice is, is that you kind of have it laid out kind of on a schedule, kind of on a thought process and I mean, could you kind of like, so to the person could go, oh, that's tax planning. That's tax, you know, not tax preparing it in February, March. This is a year round event. Could you kind of walk us through what that looks like? Yeah, definitely. So Retirement Tax Services is the name of the firm that I created um, to really address this issue of tax preparation and tax planning, not always going together. And, and how do we kind of bring these all together so that Ultimately, the taxpayer is the one who wins. Because uh, you, you just kind of mentioned it there, and I think it got brought up a little bit earlier that uh, ta tax preparation often, even if someone's working with a tax preparer, it's coming in February or March, bring a whole stack of documents, let's turn out a tax return, and let's move on, and, and we'll do the same thing next year. The, the reason this isn't ideal from a tax planning standpoint is that there are a lot of decisions and a lot of actions we have to take by December 31st um, to actually get the benefit from them. And so as we work with clients, uh, we really take this, we take an approach of this is a year round relationship. So, so yes, we're absolutely going to get the tax return filed and we're going to do our best to get it filed by the deadline or get it extended and filed it by the extended deadline. But that's not when we start the conversation. Uh, it, it's November as we record this, like we're, we're having conversations now to say, Okay, are, are we on track for the end of the year so we don't have underpayment penalties? Because the IRS will charge you penalties and interest if you don't pay your taxes as you go. Um, and then when we get done preparing the tax return, we're, we're turning around and looking at the next year and saying, okay, were there any, were there any life events? Or are we expecting any life events this year? Are we changing jobs? Are we retiring? Did we have a kid? Did we have a kid move out so we no longer have that dependent? You know, what are these changes that are going on so that we can adjust accordingly so that we can we can look at different uh, types of tax qualified accounts, whether that's 401ks or IRAs or HSAs. Uh, and you'll have to help me with, with how many of these acronyms I need to define, because as a CPA, of course, I, I love acronyms. But there's all these different things available to us that if we think about them, if we talk about them. Or if we have a professional in our lives, like you guys, who are helping us to talk about these things, if, if we're doing that outside of tax season, outside of the tax deadline, we have a real chance to do something proactive and, and impactful to, like I said, sand those rough edges off the tax bill we owe the IRS. Yeah, I know there's um, two major things that we, 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 we've done podcasts on, uh, and we're seeing it right now, and it always kind of you know, as we get closer to December 31st, it becomes more and more of a stressor. And I think if we have a plan um, going into, say, the middle of the year, uh, then it makes everyone's life a lot simpler. And what I'm talking about there right now, what we're seeing day in and day out is the conversation around QCDs, these qualified charitable distributions. That's a huge tax advantage. And then also um, uh, Roth conversions are also very big. We had a conversation with a client um, the other day, you know, really just to kind of explain what their total impact is right now. And we had a really, really good way of saying, you know, all of your money right now is tax deferred. 
And, and that, that's always the idea, right? When you're growing up, let's just defer the taxes, get the immediate benefit of deferring taxes. And then we kind of forget that 30 years from now, we're going to have to start drawing on that. And that's fully taxable. And it's, it's a little nerve wracking. Um, so we had a big Roth conversation type of um, uh, meeting with that client. And ultimately, we came up with this whole plan uh, to really do a, a five-year or maybe even a 10-year Roth conversion plan while, while the bite hurts, right? Every single year, you're taking this tax bite. But you said something at the beginning of, you know, we're talking long-term here. Taxes need to be looked at long-term rather than how can I get that immediate benefit, especially when you're talking about ta tax planning. So how do you handle like the Roth conversion um, type of conversation? Because it's so big right now and the, the, the threat and the worry of taxes going up in the future is so big right now that, you know, it's, it's, it's in every conversation that we're having. So What's, what's the process as far as just kind of thinking through how do you arrive at a number and how do you talk to someone about that? Yeah, that, that's a great question because there, there are headlines for days on the topic of Roth. Um, you know, one, one double-edged sword of the internet. Uh, there is lots of information out there. Um, it, it can be hard to, to tell, not even just what's accurate, but what's applicable to a, a certain person's situation. Because especially as we talk about tax planning, we do have to take these big ideas and then apply them very specifically because it, it depends on an individual client situation. So the things I'm looking for to say, okay, do should we have a conversation with a specific client about Roth conversions? Obviously, they have to have tax deferred money. That's what we're trying to convert is that they, they've, they've deferred money uh, in a retirement account. And we want to look for the opportunity to say, is there, is there a chance that tax rates go up for that individual in the future? Because something that gets missed a lot is that if, it, if tax rates don't change, it doesn't actually matter if you do tax deferred or Roth. The math works out the same. We can have a whole separate podcast going through the math, but the math works out the same if tax rates don't change. So really when we're converting to Roth, we're, we're hedging against future tax rate increases. So part of the conversation I have with clients is, you know, I, I put it to them first to, to say, do you have any concern that tax rates might go up? And, and that's whether because of their personal situation, the income might go up and so their marginal tax rate is higher, or if they're at all worried that Congress might raise taxes. And uh, I've yet to, but I haven't recently met anyone who, who thinks that tax rates are going down. Um, you know, with, with the different headlines about what Congress might do. And honestly, the tax code is written in pencil. Congress can change it anytime they want. And so that, that's where I, I always start so that we're on the same page with the why of, of why are we doing this? And, and one of the ways I help try to illustrate that to clients is to say, if you have tax deferred money, that's essentially like having a variable rate mortgage with the IRS, that they get to pick the rate and at some point it's going to come due. And so anything we can do to take away the IRS's ability to change that rate on us um, is something I'm going to proactively look to try to accomplish. As far as the amount that gets converted, this is definitely going to be very specific to each client situation. Conventional wisdom is, hey, let's fill up the next tax bracket. But the, the more we can do to understand a client's uh, situation and especially their future potential tax liability, the, the better we can decide, hey, you know, are we only doing Roth conversions if we can fill up the 12% bracket? Are we getting up to the 22 or 24% bracket? Uh, this is going to depend on what required minimum distributions look like. A lot of people are actually surprised to find out that their tax rate goes up in retirement. They, they, in their minds, they've always thought, 
hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work real hard throughout my career. This is going to be my peak earning years. And then I'm going to retire and I'm going to have very little income. But between Social Security or any defined benefit plans, requirement and minimum distributions from IRAs, uh, you start th those tax rates actually can start kind of sneaking up on you that they're going to be higher in retirement. Uh, and so th that's that's the, really the, the framework of the conversation I'm, I'm having with clients around this. All right. So I've got a little bit of a, a tricky question for you. And I, I, you know, I know there's been a lot of different conversations around this, but we are, like you said, recording this in November. Um, from what you're seeing from a from just a pure like need to be ready uh, from some of the things that we're hearing about changes in the tax code, are there any that you feel like? So let's just say that, you know, a client who is, you know, or a person listening who's close to or in retirement, um, they make a decent amount of income, but they're not like, you know, in retirement making two million dollars a year. They're, you know, they're just, you know, you're you're a good lifestyle. Like, are there things that we need to be aware of from what you're seeing that probably is going to come about within the with some of the tax changes that we know are coming? Make sure you do your little disclosure here first, too. <laughs> 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 oh, no, no need for a reminder on that. I'm pretty good at disclosures, uh, disclaimers. Um, I, and part of the reason there's a disclaimer on anything forward looking is because uh, I can't promise you what's going to happen and no one can. Anyone who tries to guarantee the outcome uh, is selling you something you probably shouldn't be buying. Uh, because like I said before, the tax code's written in pencil. Even, whatever comes out of these changes, Congress could change it again in a year. And so I don't spend a ton of time talking to clients about proposed changes until they become final, because we've even seen it in the last couple of months. Uh, each new proposed package that comes out of one of the houses of Congress uh, has different priorities as far as what may or may not change. So I, I like to stay aware of it, um, just so that I'm not surprised by what my client uh, questions my clients are asking. But I, I don't, I, I never ask my clients to gamble on what might come out of Congress. Now, the, the one exception of, topic, of a topic that I am talking a little bit more about with clients that's in some of the proposals is the, um, the idea that they might get rid of the backdoor Roth contribution. And the reason I, I'm talking to clients about this, even though it's a proposed change, is that if we go ahead and do something about it, we're not going to be any worse off if they don't make the change. And so for some context for that, uh, individuals will hit an income limit where they don't, no longer can contribute to a Roth. Um, and when we get close to the end of the year, I always get fuzzy on whether I'm thinking 2021 numbers or 2022 numbers since the 2022 numbers just got released, but somewhere just over $200,000 a year in income, you can't contribute to Roth anymore. But several years ago, uh, Congress accidentally created a, a, a backdoor uh, uh, opportunity. It was not intentional, although they have acknowledged it is valid that you can contribute after tax dollars to an IRA and then convert it to Roth. This is what the backdoor Roth contribution is. Uh, and there's a lot of talk that this could go away. And uh, one of the interesting things that doing these backdoor Roth contributions creates is that we can have after tax dollars and pre-tax dollars in the same account. And there's some pretty, um, there's some pretty intentional steps we have to take to actually be able to convert the after-tax portion. And I, I won't go through all the details for your listeners because we would be here for another hour. That is definitely one of those things where if you have after-tax contributions, which would be form 8606, if you prepare your own taxes, that's probably a, an indication you should be talking to a professional and not just doing taxes on your own through a DIY software. Because we, we do have an opportunity to, to go ahead and, and 
um, implement that strategy, make that strategy really effective, but that window might be closing uh, depending on what actually comes out of these proposed changes. Yeah, yeah, I know that that's a, um, uh, a very hot topic as well right now, and hopefully it doesn't go away because it is a nice little advantage for someone that does make over that limit and can't contribute to the Roth because everyone's talking about the Roth and how beautiful it is, but if you can't contribute to it, well then, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel fair to a degree, but um, we'll see how all that plays out. And I, I agree, you know, when it comes to the tax code, when it comes to, um, you know, the estate planning side of things too, it's just, there's so many variables out there that it's next to near impossible to plan for what's going to be next year. So we agree when it, what, when Raiden and I were talking to clients, it's all about, Hey, what is, what is it right now? And let's talk about what it is right now and not off of this hypothetical because, you know, it takes, takes months and months for something to actually get passed. And by the time they've chopped it up, it's completely different than what you thought. And you don't want to make a decision based off of what you thought is going to be happening in the near future. So, um, yeah, can I, uh, if I can just make one comment on yeah. that, um, because what all, one of the things that, that clients will kind of push back and say sometimes is, okay, wait, you're talking about long-term tax planning, and then you're talking about, well, there's all these proposals and it can all change. And so people can kind of just default to, well, then I'm not going to do anything because it could all change. But uh, unfortunately, these things are kind of simultaneously true, that if we want to get ahead on lowering our tax bill, we do have to look long-term. But, but yes, it can change. So for me, what I tell clients is that we're going to make the best decision we can based on the information we have today and the laws that are in place today. Uh, because do, doing nothing to me uh, just it isn't an option. We, 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 need to, we need to be intentional. We need to be proactive. Um, but I can only operate based on what's actually uh, written into law today. Right. And, you know, we had a quick conversation with that. It was that Roth conversion conversation that we had with the client. And sometimes um, you may think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing this Roth conversion plan, then I'm, I'm locked in and I have to do this. I'm committed to this. While the, the fact of the matter is, is that, no, you're not. So if your life, if your situation changes and all of a sudden the strategy doesn't make sense, well, you're still better off for maybe doing it once that one time versus not doing it at all. And so there's, there's a lot of flexibility in the whole planning process too, when it comes to the finances, when it comes to the tax strategy. So you're never really locked into anything when it comes to this. It's just, you know, um, how much you want to do and does it still make sense? And that's why we agree that an annual, you know, talking about it throughout the year, every single year uh, is, is the best way to go. So um, I think you've got a great setup, Stephen. You know, we've, we could obviously talk about this stuff for hours on end, um, but we've only got so much time. So thank you again for your time and your, um, your information today. And, and I want to say, ask this real quick, uh, Stephen, in case people are listening to this and then they go, hey, wait a minute, uh, we really like some of the things that y'all were talking about, you know, and you said you created this, this practice, the Retirement Tax Services. Could you just tell us kind of how that works, how your practice is set up, just so when people are asking us about it, we can explain how that works? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm a CPA and whatever stereotypes you're thinking about CPAs, as far as what our career looks like, some of them are probably true about me too. Um, I'm, I'm going on uh, 12 years in this industry and I've worked for some of the largest firms in the country. So I've had some great experiences doing some, some really uh, exciting things uh, in the accounting world. Uh, but uh, ultimately, the thing I get most passionate about is being able to have an impact on individuals. I, I love being able to see that the, the things I'm recommending, the, the work I'm doing is, is having an impact on a specific person or household. 
And so I had the opportunity earlier this year to collaborate uh, actually with some financial advisors to create a service that really speaks to this, let's combine tax preparation and tax planning. And the, the reason I bring up the, that I did this with some financial advisors is, is for that context of the planning aspect of it. Because while, while I might have kind of leaned towards, let's, let's do planning as well as preparation, uh, advisors like you guys, that, that's, that's where you're focused. People come to you saying, help me plan for the future. Whereas people usually come to CPA saying, hey, help me file last year's taxes. So we created this service where we collaborate with financial advisors because you are, you're already in such a good position to, to have information about the client's life and some of the planning that they're doing. Uh, and then we, we serve the taxpayers as, uh, like I said, in collaboration with the advisors to make sure that we're doing an incredible job on the compliance piece. We gotta get the, the tax form filed correctly, but then we immediately turn around and say, okay, what happens next? What are decisions we can make? What are things that we can be doing? Uh, we also added kind of a third piece in there of ongoing monitoring with the IRS that uh, you can, um, as a taxpayer, you can designate someone on your behalf to receive information from the IRS so that you know what to do when you get one of those notices that uh, Merce talked about earlier. We like to call them nasty grams. And I call them that because the, if you've never seen one of these letters, they come, the envelope says Department of Treasury, which nobody's used to getting and feels scary to begin with. And then they use this font that's got to be older than I am that just makes you feel like you're going to jail. Even though some of these letters are just are just notifications, sometimes they are, hey, you might owe this penalty. Uh, but we went ahead and, and jumped through the hoops we needed to, to to set this monitoring up so that instead of a taxpayer getting uh, this, this letter and saying, oh, no, what do I do? They're getting a call from us to say, hey, you're going to be getting this letter in the mail. Here's what it means. And here's what we're going to do about it. And so we want this to be an ongoing tax resource, not a once a year tax transaction. Very nice. Well, we are happy that uh, we were able to uh, meet you, get to know you. And now we're able to kind of bring this to other folks so that they understand exactly how to do tax planning and, you know, we are all about retirement. So we loved your name to your retirement tax services. It just, it fits really good. So thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on and talking with us, for sharing some of these uh, uh, points with uh, us and our listeners. And we certainly hope to be able to have you on again uh, and talk further about this. Yeah, I loved being here. I appreciate the invite. Uh, if any of your listeners are looking for more tax content, the Retirement Tax Podcast is a consumer-facing podcast that I do uh, that's talking all about the, these kinds of topics of, of, of how do people do more for their tax situation. Yeah. And I always remind people that in case you're listening to this and you just, he just said that really fast, don't worry about it. On our website, we actually uh, have all of that information listed there uh, right with the podcast. So all of uh, those links and everything you'll need to get to know a little bit more about Stephen and retirement tax services and their podcast and all that information is right there. So just go to our website and you can get all that information. Well, thank you very much. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for spending some time with us, Steve. Yeah, of course. Happy tax planning. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, 
Be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.